Yeah, yeah, they're uh, my main concern. I because I, I I hadn't really until I watched the game on Tuesday. I uh, what they're fourteen and zero at home, but they have like all six of their losses are on the road. And I'm like, the, the, the this is concerning. <laughs> yeah, well, it always seems like outside that one year they don't really do very well. In tournaments, anyways, even the MAC tournament, they're not that good at it. Uh, no, they haven't really. Because uh, I was a little shocked last year that I don't know their record wasn't qu- quite this good, but they definitely had a, a more than a you know a good enough winning percentage, and they didn't even get invited into the because there's the NIT, and then isn't there something else now too? Like there's a yeah. A third tournament, I'm like, oh my god! Like, I, I can't believe there are this many teams around. I think it was like a, it's like a Nike tournament. I think it's one of the shoe companies, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, which okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Why not? Since, since I don't know the name place. of it and uh, don't know the shoe company that may or may not be advertising. Not doing that well for uh, for this guy here, <laughs> but that you know Kent didn't even get invited to that last year, which I thought was a little bit strange. Uh, but I would assume they get invited to something this year, like because yeah, they essentially the MAC really has solidified into the winner gets in and that's it. They have not had an outside team in quite a while at this point. So I'm trying to look up this other one. You know, oh, yeah, could, it's... Uh, I there I, did Kent get in the one year just on their record, even though they lost the tournament. I think, but that was like when we just got out of school, like early two thousands. <laughs> I don't think they've ever been an at large team. It's always just been straight. They, I, I don't think so. At least, but I don't think the Mac has ever had two teams, have they? Uh, yeah, they've had a couple of years because, oh. and maybe I'm thinking of a year that Kent won because uh, I feel like Wally Zerbiak got the Miami Redhawks in for a year. Yeah. Oh, the other one is called the CBI. CBI. Okay. Yeah, I think it, I think it actually stands for uh, College Basketball Invitational. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what was I thinking there? Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting, I guess, to see where Kent ends up. Uh, ends up. At, oh, we were just talking about tournament wins. So, yeah, it it's been a it's been a long while since I think uh, the MAC has had uh, two two teams in the tournament. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it, if Kent's one of the better teams and they still have like, it almost feels like in that kind of conference, you need less than even, is it, they only have six losses, I think. Yeah. And I, I guess the funny thing is, is that they only lost to, was it Alabama by two? Or they only lost to Houston by two. Who's uh, one of the top teams. 
And they played another uh, top-ranked team, at least at the time, really well. Um, but, I mean, they lost in both uh, both of them, but they did kind of make give them a run for their money. So I was like, oh, you know, they might really wreck the Mac this year. And uh, I guess I was expecting a couple of less losses, uh, to, to be completely honest. <laughs> they blew a bad game the other night. I can't remember who it was, but I'm like, lost of them. So it's, it was just a surprise. Uh, oh, but it's so yeah. Hard. I mean, yeah. It's just such a hard thing to tell, like if anyone's good anymore. Anyways, I mean, it, it's uh, it's very fair to say college basketball is not what it used to be. You know what I mean? Because you have people coming for one one year, two years, and they're gone. So it's like it's hard. To, it's even though like the blue bloods who are always getting like the top talent or whatever. Oh yeah, they're always the same. So it's it's very strange. Except if you're Gonzaga, you're always good, and then you never win. <laughs> that that's a that, that's a perplexing situation in there. Like how how are you constantly losing one game a year and then you lose in the tournament? It's just that's so weird to me. Uh, but, yeah, and they've had some actual good teams, but they really have not uh, not taken the final step yet. Yeah, and I also don't watch much basketball, so they could be dog shit for all I know. Oh, <laughs> and. Like, I don't even know what conference they're in, but they're in the, hey, whatever conference you're not in, like, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I haven't had the bandwidth to pay attention to uh, multiple conferences uh, in, in a long time in basketball. No, if like, it's football, sure. I don't know why, I guess football's easier because there's less teams. Uh, yeah, and you know. even that, though, like, I've got to admit, like, I guess I have a general idea of how the SEC teams are doing. If I if I needed to pick, like, uh, you know, who was the one through five in each division of the SEC, I'd I'd be screwed. Uh, if it's last in the SEC, it's going to be Vanderbilt. <laughs> Always. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Vanderbilt, Missouri's not that good. Which I know would kill Dan to hear, but sorry they're not. Um, uh, yeah, they've kind of settled into a little bit of a backseat position here, I feel like, in the SEC. I mean, yeah, they came in like gangbusters. I mean, they've yeah. been in the SEC championship game. And then they, the one coach, the, the guy that was taking them places, you know, quit or had to resign or fire whatever it was because he said something stupid and the players didn't like it. And it's like, well... Okay, but now the guy who was helping you guys win is gone. So how'd that work out? You know, just idiocy. Honestly, within college football, it shouldn't be that hard to pick up the reins. You're at Missouri, though. Well, this is true. What's Missouri good at? They used to go to basketball, right? Uh, they did have, ago. yeah, I feel like the 80s, they might have, 80s, maybe 90s, that they had a pretty decent basketball team rolling for a while. But, yeah, that was it, though. Like, But that was always the thing. There were, you know, it's always been the case where there's more bat, there's more D1 basketball teams than football teams by a large, by a large, large margin. 
So, um, yeah, no, I, I just can't wait for Oklahoma and Texas to join the SEC just to see Texas get run every year. And then Oklahoma is going to run in and just get trounced as well. It's like, it's a, it's, it's all for money. That's all it is. And it's just going to oh. be great to see them pay dearly because they're not going to do well. It, it may be a Texas A&M situation, which Texas A&M is always delusional anyways. But, <laughs> you know. Uh, they, like, wait, I, have, were, did we talk about Texas A&M or was I talking about somebody else with this? Uh, I like, don't know. Texas A&M always talks about, like, they're there to win championships. I think the last time they won a championship was, like, 1920 or 1919 or something like that. Seriously. Oh. So what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's been a long, there have just been very few times where they're like that relevant. Like, I know that it, there was that recent season where they beat Alabama. Hold on. Am I already thinking back to like Johnny Manziel days, which are probably longer ago than I want to admit? Yeah, they are actually a little bit longer than you expect, but not that far. But it's still like even then they weren't that good. Uh, like they came up like they beat Alabama, I believe, if I remember right, and then that was about the it. Because that was Kevin Sumlin, if I remember right. Yeah, that was the pinnacle, and it was dog shit. It's been dog shit ever since. Yeah. So I mean, I know Jimbo Fisher gets there, and it's like okay, so. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they'd had a decent season or two somewhere along the line, but it's not been anything too. I think you'd be surprised. I'm actually, I'm actually looking this up. I think you'd be surprised. At the I, I, I mean, I'm sure that the record's half decent. You know what I mean? Just because they still kind of play some easier teams, but and I mean, it's still the Big Twelve. No, remember it. Texas A&M's in the SEC. Oh yeah, that's right. They have been for a while now. Yeah. So they were five and seven this year. Eight and four. Nine and one. Eight and five. Nine and four. Seven and six. Eight five. Eight five. Eight five. Nine and four. Eleven and two. That was two thousand twelve. Seven and six. Nine four. Six seven four eight. Eight seven six. Nine four five six seven eight four eight. The very definition of middling to average. Yeah, it's definitely just, not there to win championships. At least not yeah. for football. And that that just goes to 2003. Mm. Like they had 1998 they were 11 and 3. In 1994 they were 10 0 and 1 when they were in the SWC. Whatever that was. I think it was I think it was the Southwest Conference back then before they joined the Big 12 or created the Big 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. Boy, I can't so, believe I don't remember that at all. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. That's kind of weird. I, I, you know, the college sports thing has not been uh, that much of a mystery, you know, over the years. Might not have seen as much coverage, but you at least kind of knew the conferences. And I mean, that name just in no way <laughs> rings a bell. Like it, it definitely occurred during my lifetime. So. That is concerning. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see when did the SEC, when did the Big Twelve begin? 
That's interesting. Since 1946. Oh, <laughs> like way yeah, longer. Yeah, hilarious. When we're way, way longer ago than we think. Yeah, because... No. Uh, 1994. Okay. So, no wonder it's falling apart. It's not that historical. Okay. All right. So, yeah, but they've lost Colorado, Missouri, Nebraska, and Texas A&M. So, and they can have Nebraska back. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck fuck that school. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the the, the fertile, fertile Nebraska um, uh, recruiting grounds. Boy, why did that take so long to come up with? Well, Matt Rule being there may change their fortunes because the guy's a good coach. Right, you but, you have definitely stumped for him before on this on this very podcast. Yeah. He's a good coach. There's no way around it. So, is there no hockey game on tonight? Really? No. Oh, that's odd. All right, must be college basketball night. But but uh. Oh, I don't know if we're recording that, but yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's why I just said that uh, that your stumping for uh, Matt Rule has definitely happened on this this podcast before. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So before we get into wrestling, did you see some defensive tackle at the combine ran like the fastest forty in like years or something? Uh, yeah, he uh, beat Aaron Donald, and he's another uh, pit player. Okay. So here's here's that I mean cool um who cares is aaron donald covering wide receivers or a tight end who cares how fast they can sprint 40 yards when they have to sprint eight yards maybe to get to the quarterback i don't understand this fascination with the 40 if you're in a position that doesn't require it it will never require it because defensive linemen don't chase after guys once they get past them. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, good ones do. <laughs> I guess, but if a running back blows by them, you think they're going to turn around and go, well, got to go get them. No. Because by the time they get to the NFL weight, they're like 300 pounds of muscle. They're like, nah, I'll be all right. Like You see the offshoot every once in a while, but... Yeah, that's about it. Like this, this weird fascination with the forty in general. Only oh. like, like, do they have kickers doing the forty? Yeah, it's it's definitely it, it's definitely overblown. But I don't. Obviously, they they do it because there are people that just eat this shit up. Like, I I I still haven't really been able to get into it. It's just like, okay, guys. Like it, it, oh. it does seem like you should grade way, way more on what happens on the field than whatever happens in these training sessions. Like, I guess it's cool to see that these guys can do this stuff. Okay, so th- I mean, that, that's one big part of it. I believe it's like, yeah, let's let's show off, but it's not let's show off. It's hey, you have to do this, so oh. we can hire you. It's like, well, why? Like it, 
what do you care? And I'm trying to think like they do. They make quarterbacks do it. Punters, kickers. Like, if that's all true, why? Do you actually expect? And like, they're not all Pat McAfee's, so we'll get that out of the way. But <laughs> do you really expect a kicker to do anything other than kick the ball? Well, he ran a he ran a seven four forty. I don't know. It might have, might affect as long as like fifty yard field goal range. Get out of here. It's a waste of time. It's just such a weird obsession. <laughs> and it, oh, God damn. And then you see guys getting hurt during it. And it's like, oh, that was smart. So, Well, yeah, just like anything else, uh, the important people are like, nah, I can, I'm going to opt out of this. Thanks, guys. Yeah, exactly. I already know I'm going in the, top, in the first round, so peace out. Like... Yeah, and then, like, this the always ends up for the people that are, uh, you know, maybe after the the very top tier of uh, of the draft. Yeah, yeah. Dusty a long time ago likened the combine to like a slave market, uh. and. At the time, I'm like, I don't know, man. But as you get older, it has nothing to do with like the color of the players, all right? It's just this weird thing of, hey, let's see what this one can do. Let's see what this one can do. Hey, that one was faster than that one. Well, mine's faster than yours. And it's like, eh. <laughs> they don't do this for baseball. They don't do this for hockey or tennis. Well, I guess tennis doesn't count. Or uh, what's that one? I guess, do, do they have these... Goofy thing for basketball? Uh, I don't think so either. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, you're right. But even uh, basketball, hockey or uh, soccer doesn't have anything like this either. Yeah, you know, so, there's game film and that's it. Do they do this in overseas for soccer? I don't think so. Are I mean, they have. They- they have yeah. they have training camp, but they don't have anything like this, uh, not to my knowledge. You know, you watch them play in uh, you know a sub league before they get pulled up to, you know the the big time stuff. Is ge- yeah, you know just like kind of any other system, you know, you kind of start yeah. in the lower divisions and work your way up. Yeah, and I I don't know if it's like if it's worse. I don't know if it's worse now because they actually broadcast the entire thing. Oh. Because before it just happened. <laughs> you know? But now it's on the NFL network. They cover it like they go over highlights on ESPN. And see like CBS Sports, all this stuff. It's like this is bizarre, guys. Do you even understand what you're doing? They don't cover minor league sports on the big you know, the big networks. It's what gets the eyeballs, man. It's what gets the eyeballs. So isn't that even weirder? That's what I always say because I'm like, I guess I don't know anyone that watches this stuff. You know, like I definitely know a lot of people that pay attention to football. I also don't know anyone that's ever texted me and gone, hey, how about that, uh, you know, well, you're – 
uh, Kendrick or er, er, uh, Clancy is the guy's name. How about Clancy's run at the uh, at the combine? Like that did not come up in the family text chain, despite having Pitt alumni <laughs> in the in said text chain. You yeah. know, in <laughs> like, one like that really things? rabidly pays attention to Pitt sports. You know, I did not get a text today at all about that because what you know? Why would you? Like, yeah. it, like a rational human being. Like, I think the best ones were like when the one guy's dick popped out when he was running. Oh yes, like, that actually happened before because they make him wear like skin tight shit. Like, what, what are we doing? It's just perverse. Like, okay, and I don't play women's volleyball. But it even goes that like, why do they have to wear the shortest shorts, tightest tights possible? And then in the combine, they're doing the same thing. It's like you can't just wear runner shorts. You got to wear the Spanx, like or whatever the uh, not Spanx, but the compression shorts. Like that's weird, man. It's just weird. Yeah, it helps them run faster, man. Yeah, yeah indoors too. <laughs> like, Yes, when at least Ugh. when at least half at least half your games are going to be outdoors. It's just and dude, boy, I ran into this for the first time. I was riding my bike over the gym, and there was a headwind. I mean, I usually get there pretty quick. This wind—it's been pretty windy here the last few weeks, actually, and. I've never experienced anything like this. I went to an opening. It almost blew my bike over. And I was like, oh, shit, with me on it. I'm like, oh, God, not again. But then and that head went going there. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm making any progress. <laughs> on the way home, ooh, that was easy. <laughs> I got home in no time. So I guess when they say that there is a wind-aided run or cycle or whatever, oh. that's a real thing. Uh, oh yeah, I, at so. some point I I kind of recognized how much uh, how much the wind could play a factor. Oh, maybe it was that. Uh, I think it was the first Steelers game I attended at Heinz Field, and they had talked at least in the early days about the swirling winds in the one end. Uh, I think it's the north end, and we sat in that area, and it was just like, oh yeah, I guess I get it now. Like yeah. you, you, you could kind of feel the air pattern that they were talking about, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." Like I guess this is really is a thing here. <laughs> yeah, and it's, 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 it's like, not just announcer younger, speak. Have, <laughs> yeah, it's like as you're younger and you're like, you don't as much as you can be smart or have knowledge or street smarts, you're still not that smart. Until you start experiencing things is where you learn, like, a majority of your, of your knowledge. Well, yeah, this is stuff you'd never think about. So, <laughs> like, there was somebody I was watching like, in weird lanes, but somebody who they didn't oil the uh, uh, lane for their private bowling alley, which I thought was weird. But they didn't <laughs> oil it for eight days. And the guy would just throw the ball, it'd it kick into one thing, and we'd get a strike every time. Because the lane had worn down, or the oil oh. had settled so much, it could yeah. just hit the channel, and it would just you'd just see the ball hit it and go. Which you'd think it would hit and like go to the side. No, it would actually just catch and keep going. It was crazy. 
I was like, oh, that's why they have to routinely oil these things. <laughs> yup. Yep. Uh, ha- having had the ex-wife worked at a uh, bowling alley, was uh, was well aware of that technology. Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't wear much else. <laughs> All right, never mind. Sorry, I can't speak ill of. So yeah, you can. Um. Yeah, I've, that's another thing you learn as you get older. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> nothing, nothing ever happens. So <laughs> I, I'm learning that this. I'm learning a lot this week. So. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Wrestling. I guess we can finally get the wrestling right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do dynamite first. <laughs> well, that it does kind of make sense because uh, we did get the uh, go home. Sh- yeah, go home show for is it? Yeah, it's Revolution, right? Yes. <laughs> so great about that. <laughs> the the pay-per-view that has everyone going, do I feel like paying for this because I know Tony Khan's going to stop it at 1 in the morning? Uh, okay, so let's start there. Are you even considering getting this? Um, Honestly, I until they really started advertising it this week, I had really forgotten that it was this coming Sunday. I feel like... Well, I thought it was Saturday. No, it's Sunday. That's the other thing that's really bad about it is it's Sunday night. Oh, god damn! Is it really? Uh, yes, because <laughs> Chris and I have talked about this, but the WWE move into Saturdays. It's just like I didn't realize. At least at this point in my life, I'm like, uh, yes, give me a Saturday pay per view. Thank you very much. Like, I've always wanted Saturday pay-per-views. <laughs> it never made sense it was on Sunday. Never. So. Yeah. Well, yes. you, you've you definitely, the, the majority of them for the WWE have definitely followed that pattern recently, and I am uh, for that. So, yeah, this being, because, uh, yeah, I'm 99% sure that it's uh, Sunday night, because that's the other thing that's concerning. It it's is. Just I like, just looked it up. Oh my god, dude. Like, you're gonna run this thing to all hours, and then it's gonna be a slog for me to get into the office. Like, I don't want to experience that, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I work from home, so I don't, I don't care. But, it's also like with YouTube TV, I don't know where I'm gonna get it. Like, Bleacher Report? But I've heard nothing but horror stories with that. Uh, I will so, say that it feels like they finally got things figured out over there. Hmm. It, okay. It, the last two times I've gotten the pay-per-view from them, it has worked fine. It okay. Why it took them as long as it did to get that straight. Like It's just like... You're not the only app. Like, you're not the only app doing this. Like, why is this a struggle? Like, if you're the first one, I kind of understand. Well, anything that launches always seems to have some bugs that need to be fixed to start with. But yeah. theirs lasted entirely too long. Because I ended well, up I having to watch that part it. Of the Time Warner deal, though? Uh, they had to use the stuff? Uh, oh. Are you talking about YouTube? No, I'm talking about um, Bleacher Report. Oh, okay, okay. 
Yeah, because you were talking about hearing nothing but bad things. Because I would have been in the nothing but bad things until, like I said, it's been the last couple of pay-per-views that I feel like that I'm like, okay, like, because I was having problems. Like, I could only stream it on my laptop. Yes, yes. You, You know, and I think I've been able to watch it on... And I, like I was sitting there, I'm like, I have a brand new, now it's like a year old or something, TV. Like it, it's not like I have some old techie, you know, <laughs> late '90s TV that I'm trying to work with here. And, and for some reason, like it, the program was not working on there at all for the longest time. And I'm like, guys, like this is updated. Like we should. The integration should be there for something new. I because when you do use older things, I worry a little bit more about the quality of the integration. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, it, 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 it's okay now. So, but yeah, I, I I am still really debating whether to get this. I don't. Okay, so what's the draw for this for you? I'm not even being a smartass. I, I really want to know. I'll be a smartass later. Just, just because, just because of the site, just because it's stunt granny half the time. Just, just because uh, of fair. content. That's, Honestly, I mean that's fair. Uh, nothing on here grips me at all. Uh, yeah, I I don't think that Brian Danielson has a chance in hell of winning, you know, I guess to kind of start at the top of the card. And, and it's it's probably going to be a good to great match. I would uh, think so, yes. So, you know, that should be more of a draw than it is, but... I think because it's come so close to MJF's the start of his title reign, I I don't feel any suspension of uh, yeah I don't have any faith that Danielson's going to capture the belt. So that's kind I, of a I, big I'm letdown sure. for me in a in a lot of ways. And especially like someone put a graph of the rate like of the ratings like viewership for this week and. It plummeted. It never recovered. Like, and I, I, I kind of understand why they held MJF and Danielson for the end, but I don't remember them saying they were going to be on at the end. I, I, I don't. Uh, when, when did so, the viewership um, plunge? Like at the hour mark or something? It start. It's it's usually no. It's usually the top is the the beginning's the best. It did its slow, steady decline, but it never went back up. And the only reason, like, even if not, not to the point of the first opening segment, but there wasn't a viewership increase knowing Danielson and MJF were at the end of the show. Uh oh. That's kind of telling. Yeah. So it's like something's not working, but I think that not working is exactly what you said. I don't believe Danielson's going to win at all. Not saying he shouldn't, but you're gonna undercut oh. MJF. Yeah, because I, you've got nothing, nothing behind MJF. There's no one on the heel spectrum near MJF at all. 
no, there, there is not anyone, uh, within, uh, uh, long poles distance of, uh, MJF and, uh, heels in AEW currently. I mean, they've shown they can build up a baby face in a month or two, but they have not built up a successful heel outside of MJF. I mean, the last one, what was Brody Lee? I'm being dead serious. Uh, yeah. <coughs> I'm trying to think who else has been here. Like Kenny Omega. He was the heel champion, but he was always so weird about it. I was always was like, he's just playing heel. It's like he's not, you know, like yeah. MJF is so good at his job. <laughs> like, but Kenny, it never, it never worked with Kenny Omega. I, to me, it didn't at least. And then you had babyface champions after that. Hangman, CM Punk, um, Moxley, Punk again, Moxley, and now MJF. Yeah, a lot so, of babyface champs. Yeah. <clears throat> in the short in the short lineage of that championship. Yeah. 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 So like between the two of us, who could possibly be the next who's possibly the closest heel? Jericho? But he's such a cornball now, you can't take him seriously. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't get that off my chest about... It's so awkward with him and Shivani on Rampage Friday nights. Yes. Yeah. Because Jericho almost acts like he's not really talking to him, but he kind of replies to Shivani. It's the weirdest thing. And I don't like it at all. No, I well, one, I don't like Tony Schiavone on commentary. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Jericho's on commentary anyways. And then... No, yeah. Schiavone just isn't good. I, it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Every week it's the same thing, so I'll stop. But it should, it should be Taz and Excalibur. That's it. <laughs> and then on Rampage, JR... Was Excalibur on Rampage or no? No, it's not anymore, is it? I don't even remember. Hey, yeah, it's yeah, it's. I think Excalibur's there all the time. Or is it just Jim Ross and Shivani and? Whew, man, I don't really pay attention. Obviously, because Mark Henry does. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he just does the main event uh, interview. Yeah. It's time. Yeah, the point is, yeah. That's actually that caught on pretty good. So yeah. But really, it's like there is still no significant heel after. They had possibilities with Miro, Alistair Black. I'm sorry, Malachi Black. No. Um. I don't know Sammy Guevara to be honest, but he's oh. such a doofus now too. <laughs> Um, yeah, he had that fight with uh, him and Eddie Kingston. Both had the same point of going downhill with their on-screen characters, and is when they fought each other backstage. <laughs> Neither yeah. of them has recovered from that. Yeah, like Ethan, Ethan Page, no. Jesus. Matt Hardy is whatever. Um, Matt Hardy's like a tweener, actually. Well, he's a good guy. But whatever, uh, Joe is a Ring of Honor guy, I guess. 
Yeah, who occasionally also, shows up. <laughs> yeah, but like Joe, does anyone really want to boo Joe? Because it doesn't happen. Um, no, people don't really want to like, boo Joe. Yeah, but there, there's just no one to take the spot. And as good as the promos Dan, uh, Brian Danielson's been t- spewing, I don't believe he's going to win. Like, why would he? <laughs> I mean, Adam Cole's a good guy. That's going to be a hard one to get the, the fans to turn on him. That's going to be real hard. Uh, oh. So they were cheering him for him anyways, actually. Now that I think about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves the boom. Like, it, it, yeah. it it's the <laughs> easiest thing, but everyone still loves to yell boom uh, for that part of the, the music. Yeah. Well, I mean, they cheer him anyways, too. So. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we even talked about it, like, since his character hasn't changed at all since NXT days, uh, you know, he, uh, he got, it was the same thing where they would always do stuff to get cheered, and then he would kind of do at least some stuff to get heat on himself. He, they always, they ran into that problem in NXT when it was uh, undisputed era. Yeah, and they always did a pretty good job of getting the other team cheered. Like a good example is not Adam Cole, but it was Fish and O'Reilly against Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch or Virgil. Yeah, no, Paul. you're right. It's Danny Birch. Okay. Yeah, and oh, it was Paul Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, pirate dude. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, by the end of the match, they were cheering for Birch and Orkin and Orkin, Orny, Orny Lorkin. Orkin. So, you know, they can do they can do it. But, but so you've got that a, a match that seems pre predestined to have the champion win, which is the right call. Yeah, um, uh, and speaking of an announcers and bad decisions, I was about in tears. When Excalibur said, this is the most personal Texas death match we've ever had. And I'm like, huh? Like, if any match gets to the level of a Texas death match, it, by definition, it needs to be personal. Well, here's the problem. Lance Archer and Moxley had one for the IWGP US title. That was their only match. <laughs> so it, it's it goes it's it speaks more to the level of TNA booking that AEW actually does and people ignore. Because no, you're right. The level of hatred should be ramped up so high. That, you know, like, Texas Tornado, Texas Death, Bull Rope, whatever, that you have to, you have to go and amplify the violence. Instead, you had your first match as a Texas Death match with, with Lance Archer. Like, okay. So, Ooh, I, I so th- that's hilarious. But that's why they worded it the way they worded it then. Uh, so Excalibur was not wrong in his description. 
No, but it's also absurd in its description. Uh, oh, so, yeah, it I'm is still to... 100% absurd. Yeah, so... Yeah. But yeah, like so that match, it seems like Hangman should win that. If he loses, doesn't he look like a total chump? Yes, that that's my biggest problem. And honestly, you're talking about heels... Uh, and I've seen people stumping for it, and it does feel like they're kind of positioning that way. Uh, it it does seem like the Blackpool Combat Club is kind of going heel. And, I, yeah, like, Moxley, I, I feel like I saw a lot of good uh, vibes about Moxley's interview this week. And I'm like, I don't know. It, the whole bleeding thing, I'm just so over it with him. And it's just like, oh, he's going to bleed a lot again in another match? Okay. There, yeah. It, it's like, uh, it was a joke. I said, what I taught you last week. He didn't bleed the match. But wait, he bleeds after the match this time. Like, haha, gotcha. I didn't bleed during the match, but I still got, I still got my blood in this week. <laughs> Every week he does... It's lost all significance. It's lost everything. There is no charm to it. There is no anxiety to it. There's no drama to it. Bleeding every single week is the exact opposite of why you should bleed. Me. The whole point of yeah. it is you bleed and the crowd goes, uh-oh, you're in trouble. Not... I'm gonna bleed every week, and the crowd will go, "Yeah, yeah, we've seen it." Yeah, yeah, he's gonna oh, live. It just, it, he's gonna live through this. Not a big deal. Yep, yep. Oh, there he goes again. Okay. Yeah. Oh. The best is like the one match he didn't bleed. He actually did not bleed when this, the criticism first started. Like the very next match, he didn't bleed at all. And then it was he's like, nah, "I don't care about these people thing." He starts kicking all over the place. Like, <laughs> and I. And it's just the problem of AEW. Like, they cater to their smart fans. That's why there's no growth with the show. Um, oh. So, the smart fans know what's going on. That's why they cheer for Jericho. They cheer for Samoa Joe. They cheer for the bad guys. Like, Dude. the guns, legitimately, they don't like. So they boo them. Because they're not one of the teams they want to see. Yeah, it's one of the few, uh, it, it, as much as I think Vince would get it wrong with running some people down our throats uh, and them just not being good, there were times that it ended up work, working out because he stuck to his guns. Yeah. I know that it wasn't recently per se, but I, I don't, yeah. I guess I don't feel that same level of stick to itiveness uh, out of uh, one Tony Khan. Yeah, Unless you I, count Jeff Jarrett. Shut up. Just, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that tag team graphic is a fucking circus. Did you see it? It's idiotic. And all, all I did when I saw the four teams, I went... Why isn't it just the acclaimed and the guns? That's it. Why are these people in this match? It makes no sense. 
That's all. And if the claim don't win... Yep. You so, riot? No. <laughs> just kind of proved my point. That <laughs> I saw Tony Khan won Best Booker, like the Observer year-end awards or whatever. He won Best Booker. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Listen, WWE's booking is not the greatest, but their storylines, for the most part, make sense. Uh, yeah, it, it, if you're voting right. on anything other, yeah, Roman Reigns and the Bloodline has been the best storyline for at least half of the year. If Triple H, and I mean, I I have been consistent with saying this started under Vince, and Triple H has continued it through most. Almost all of the last calendar year, I it it is the best story in wrestling. Period. End of sentence. So how that person or those two persons don't get Booker of the Year is beyond my imagination. Because yeah, I I guess because they have other stories going. I go well, their other stories don't make sense. <laughs> like. Nothing, nothing makes it okay. All right, this is a goddamn dead horse, and it's my own fault. But <laughs> I enjoyed the match. Don't get me wrong. One, I enjoy seeing Big Bill, horrible name, look healthy, look competent, and look uh, confident. Orange Cassidy's grown on me. The underdog, because he kind of gets out of his I don't give a shit stuff. And he also just uses his I don't care stuff to taunt the other guy, not start a match anymore. Like, I was like, oh, well, we're, you've been beating the hell out of me, so here, let's be defiant. Cool. All right, now I get it. That match was fun. It also doesn't make any sense. They pull a, ch- they pull a table out, which the best part was Stokely Hathaway trying to get the lady at ringside to help him. And she's like, I don't understand how to pick up a table and move it 10 feet. So Big Bill has to come over. <laughs> They tease put through a table. He puts Orange Cassidy through a table. It's not a disqualification. How is that smart booking? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, j- it's not. I and I mean, this is another dead dead horse topic for the two of us. I, I know. I, I I could go hours on the referees in their part in these uh, in these shenanigans. Uh, I've considered doing solo shows just so I can rant. I don't even know if anyone will enjoy them, but just so I can rant, get this shit out so you don't have to hear about it anymore, and then you can just skip these shows because I'll never say it again. But I'm too goddamn lazy to do it. So and I need to stop because I think they'd be kind of fun. So I just gotta oh, man. Yeah. Who wants to hear me for an hour and a half, bitch, about AEW officiating? Which you know I could easily do. Oh, yeah, it would. It, do we just want to talk about the, the officiating? The, there's another match. It it would breeze right through uh, because well, like you said, like that was the first match where I'm like, hold on, like the referee literally watches him put him through a table. Like there wasn't a distraction. There wasn't any. You know, like there. Usually they try to throw some trick in there to say that the referee is distracted and at least give them some cover. 
But uh, that one is just like the referee's looking straight at the situation. He's like, okay, yep, match continues. And it's just like, huh? Huh? Because, uh, uh, I mean, you know, there's there's that one. There's the whole tag team. They're just really four-person matches in AEW. <laughs> that drives me up a wall. Um, and then I will admit, evidently, uh, this is not the first time that... Um, that a referee has held a ladder for someone in a ladder match. Okay. Um, Does this person not understand the point of this one? Yeah, there were definitely uh, more... There's more context to this want to me yes. in, in, in this situation I and to me it starts with if you're going to have a spot in which you know you're going to wreck a ladder you should be prepared as the wrestler who wrecks the ladder to go get another ladder and use it to get whatever is hanging above the ring. Yes. Yeah. As much as I like Will Hobbs, this one's on him. Because who did he put through? It's a catcher, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, who's not a small man. I was was quite surprised how big he looked. Well, all Hobbs had to do was walk over and get a different ladder. And he just blanked. And yes, the referees will hold a ladder, but they won't climb in the ring and grab it and look at him and go, okay, you can climb it now. That's the difference. Yeah. Let alone two others can come in and go, all right, we got you, buddy. Go ahead and win. Like, shut up. Yeah. It, well, and you mentioned uh, the, the the other point where the other times that people did show uh, in graphic form on Twitter, and like you said, all of the referees were on the floor. They're as hidden from camera view as they can be. It, it was just, it was so in the wide open. And that's just another one of those AEW things that gets to me too. Uh, because all oh, the the giant padding everywhere when they're doing bump spots it's just like uh, stop filming them landing on that like what are you doing right yeah that that's all that takes i'm not obviously we're not complaining about safety but it's <laughs> well yeah that's a, that's a different discussion yeah. uh, well I mean, even people bash like the uncle howdy thing was Uncle Howdy a Bray that jumped onto? Oh, Damn, who was it? Yeah, LA he, Knight, right? Yeah, they did the dive yeah. off of the off the Titantron or whatever exactly the scaffolding. Yeah, he missed, but the angle the angle did make it look like I don't think he hit him. But then someone was like, "Oh, this is my view from the from the crowd." Well, on TV, it didn't look like that. So, what do you want him to do? Really, really fall on him? And it was through a crash pad. 
You ever had someone just accidentally like, fall on you? It sucks. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you got some foam, like some giant foam under it. So shut up. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's a simple, a simple thing. Just film it differently. Like uh, Shane McMahon when he fell off the Hell in a Cell in Dallas. Oh. There was a pad. There was a clear, clear like crash balloon under it. Oh. Well, by the time you saw him hit. You saw something pop. They cut away from something else, came back, and it was deflated. So it didn't look as bad, which is good. Yes. It's good. Just a little extra production value. Not asking for a whole lot here, guys. Yeah, that's all. Well, it's not even production value. It's just film it right. Yeah. But it's also the same company that films crowd reactions of people on their phone. So... But, oh, but to go back to the original point, oh. I want to talk about Tony Khan being the best booker. Why the fuck did Big Bill get a mid-Atlantic shot? Oh. When's the last time he's been in a singles match in AEW? Not frequently. And it, it he's lost a lot of them, he too. It. Yeah. So, it, it just, it's just that, that stupidity. But, like, but to get the revolution tying in with Dynamite... Nothing really sets me on fire. Oh. Like the Bucks versus House of Black? Okay. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's one of those things that... I. The The quality of wrestling is never... It, like, it, I, I feel like I say it every show, but the quality of wrestling is never in question now. The, the, the stories almost matter... It, it, they all they've always mattered, but they mattered more because everyone's good in the ring. You yeah. know? Like it, and, and that's like Like what's the story here? What's the story with House of Black and the Bucks and Omega? I don't I don't know because they've been more they've been more worried about telling a tag team story with the young Bucks since they captured the Trios championship, so uh, yeah, I I don't know. I guess most of it's taking place on Rampage, whatever. Uh, yes. Like the, the his vignettes are out there with Bray's sometimes, where you're like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm guessing that, the, like, I'm guessing like the Bucks and Omega are the chosen ones, and they're not. Which is funny because all of them were brought into AEW. <laughs> like. It's it's you're not the chosen ones, but you were chosen to be in the company, and even though you're never on TV, so I'll never mind that. But and then they so they have this battle royal, right? No. Oh. To make this this four way a total clown show. So <laughs> the clowns uh, won. <laughs> y- yes, literally. And the was it, was it, it's the Aussie Open, right? Yes. Okay. They just lost a tag team match on Rampage, and yet they're in a battle royal to determine if they can get into a tag team title shot. Don't tell me this is good booking. Don't. It's not possible this is smart or good. It's not. And that you don't have FTR in there. Sorry, I know like they may make a shocking return at Revolution, right? So what? Why would you sideline these people? 
Like, I'm trying to think who else. Well, it, Taven and Bennett were there. Why would you sideline a team that you've sidelined for a vast majority of the past year? Yeah. Anyway. You know, your most over-tag team? Yes, that includes the Bucks. It's just... <laughs> and I know they like to cycle people out. You don't cycle out the top guys. And I, oh, God, sorry. But, you know, sorry they were. <laughs> and I know their contract situation and all this stuff. Whatever. Res- you utilize them still. Uh, oh, yeah. To have them have... Because uh, I feel like they still have a decent chunk of time. Was no, it April? Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I it, it it does seem like have them do more jobs, you know? If nothing else. Like do what wrestling has done for forever. Have them job multiple times on the way out. If you want, yeah, but but put people over in a good way. Like them yeah. losing to the guns was stupid because we all saw it coming. Oh. Or like, or that yeah. person who claimed, oh, well, the guns are in the crowd. I can't imagine what's going to happen. And they're like, well, they didn't interfere. But yeah, but they distracted them still. Mm. It's like, this is so... It's mm. not a case of the obvious being good. Oh. It's a case of the obvious being groan-inducing. Like, uh, I even try and hide it. Like, okay. <laughs> Man, they have like, then then all of a sudden, FTR starts losing all their titles, and you're like, "Oh, something's going on." Which I mean, yeah. that had to happen eventually, but oh, at right. least with the Briscoes, goddamn! Did you ever see that match? I still have that not seen about? that match. Oh. I, I saw like a bootleg version. Which, by the way, you see all these like recorded performances, concerts, all this stuff, right? Are you you seriously paid a ticket for a show and then just sat there watching it through your phone the whole time? Uh, what a fucking loser. You're a fucking loser. Like a couple seconds of something, sure. But the whole show? Uh yeah, I I, I, I definitely do not get that. Uh I I do enjoy taking a snap. Uh yeah. And things of that nature, but yeah, back in the back in the pocket after that, and on with enjoying the show. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not my thing, but I just think you're a loser. Sorry. I, you don't go back and watch it, and, and I know it's just to put it on like YouTube. Like, oh, everyone, I can get some money off of this. Like, cool, but still, it's yeah, so anyways, it does not seem like it's worth the hassle. Or worth, you know, like you said, you're not really gonna rewatch it, and not that many people are probably oh. gonna watch it online, even if you rip it to YouTube when you're not supposed yeah. to. Well, the, the ones that always get me, like, like the continue this aside, are like the really old ones from like the late '90s, and it's like that's a VC, that's like that's a camcorder or VCR or not VCR. Uh, <laughs> They like really did disc, all that stuff. They 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 really did some work. Yeah, like I was watching an orange nine millimeter show that was taken at some Catholic youth hall. Oh my god! It was packed, and I was like, "This 
this is cool as hell. But then it turns out it was like a production. It was like the production recording. It wasn't very good because it was clearly from a VHS tape. But no. it was cool as hell to see. I mean, and he like shit talk some of the other bands that were in town that day or something. <laughs> <laughs> so. But, but like that stuff is different because that actually came from like the production crew, not some fan. So, uh, oh, anyways, yeah. uh, way back to the bad booking, uh, I think. Uh, unless there, yeah. I, I guess I'm with you. Like, it, I, and I don't know if it feels like uh, wrapping it up uh, on AEW itself. I. I that is my biggest obstacle to ordering Revolution. Like I, I just really don't feel strongly about anything on this card. No, not at all. Jericho, Ricky Starks, no. Like I hope Ricky Starks wins. He should. He should win clean, or he should go over everybody. Like the JAS should interfere left and right, and he should win it on his own. Who knows what's going to happen? But, oh right! You know, it's what should happen. Um, yeah. Oh, one, one. I mean, I know it's kind of focused on some negatives here, but uh, that commander spot oh. where he ran the ropes—that was pretty awesome. I've never, <laughs> never seen that before. Uh, well, and he ended up doing it twice. That whole match, again, like I, I'm never going to speak ill of match quality. What those guys did in that match was wild. Like the commander spots, plural, uh, were were the whipped cream and uh, cherry on top of everything. And yeah, like he sprinted the length of that ring and then dove, and it's just like, holy shit! Like. That really takes a lot of balance to pull that off. Yeah. And also some panic, too. Like a controlled panic. Oh. Because you could see he was like, all right, all right, all right. And cartoon feet. Like, runs across. One slip. It's disaster. You're falling in the ring, which isn't so bad. You're still getting laughed at. Or you're falling off to the floor. Possibly hitting stairs, possibly hitting your head on the ring apron, and you just get ridiculed. So, you know, because the internet's not a nice place. <laughs> so, but yeah, I was like, that's really cool. Like, and that's why I said, even with Big Bill and Orange Cassidy. Oh. I like the match. Yeah, match like, was I great. I like the matches, but it's just, it's just what goes into it. And again, yeah. if this was called TNA, everyone would bash it. <laughs> they just would. Yeah. There, there there would definitely be more criticism if it weren't Tony Khan in charge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He he, he gets the hall pass no for uh, a lot of reasons, it seems. Um, I, I guess the hatred of old Vince WWE, but I mean... <laughs> The Hunter stuff, again, is still unspectacular outside of a few, but it's really Uh-oh. good. Like the, you know, so. it's, it, it, it's mostly been consistent except for the main topic that Chris and I had on on Tuesday's show. What did you guys talk about Tuesday? <laughs> Which was, is the weirdness that probably involves, and I feel like it's 
I don't know if it's been confirmed or not. I feel like I did see something on my phone that Brock Lesnar said no to participating in the Bray Wyatt shenanigans. Yeah, I I saw the headline. I didn't read anything about it. That that part of the booking is definitely super weird, but it does feel like, you know, Brock's always had a lot of pull in his storylines. I'm not surprised if he doesn't feel like dealing with the uh, Bray Wyatt nonsense. Yeah, at this point, it just seems like Brock's not interested in anything except superficial. Like this Omos match is going to be easy. Peace out. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it seemed like even the Lashley thing, the way it ended. And, like, Lashley comes out. Am I supposed to be booing him because how he's mad? Like, no, he's right. <laughs> so, yeah. but I think Brock's just at that point. He's like, I'm just a farmer. You're like, really, dude? <laughs> this, this is this Brock we're getting now. All right. <laughs> you knew something was going to happen. You knew MVP was going to mess up. And when it did, it was satisfying. But I, I'm guessing this would just be a squash. Brock gets his million dollars and he takes off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not expecting much out of that match. But that is like the only like super weird storyline-ness uh, there in, uh, in, in main WWE. Like honestly, storyline-wise, I was shocked that NXT seems to have a women's tag team feud that does not involve the championships. That to me is, is a quality writing. If you somehow have enough for two sub tag teams (laughs) to have uh, something of a story on your, uh, on your TV. I'm at a total God. Like NXT just slides out of my head now. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Uh, well, uh, Katana Chance had her uh, crack at uh, what's uh, oh, why am I blanking? I mean, I knew that she wasn't going to win the match. Uh, oh, oh yeah. So like the the ravers, and then with uh, Isla Dawn and um, yeah, yes, yeah. So they came out. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn came out to confront uh, Caden Carter when she was on the outside, or at least Caden Carter kind of caught caught them before anything happened. And uh, I'm like, oh. This is wild. Like I can't believe that they're running this deep with stories like right now on NXT. Yes, but they're also kind of <laughs> like okay stories. Uh oh. Like I, I don't. It's that right. I my interest for NXT is still there, and I'll lose interest as the show goes on. I don't know. It's that crowd. How can I put this? The crowd fucking sucks. There's no nice way of putting it. That crowd sucks. Oof. The atmosphere sucks. 
They need to do something different. Move the show on the road. And I know that's more money. But goddamn, get it away from the people who will just sit there. And like, it's just so antiseptic. Ugh. And it ruins the interest. Like, it's just like, okay, they're still just sitting here. And then they'll just start booing people for no reason. It, uh, it's kind of interesting. Like, uh, they had that, they featured that special group this week on NXT. And the wife was just like, there are a couple of them that just, they don't look like they want to be there right now. God. That, that actually legit cracked me up. So, yep. I'm at a wrestling show on a Tuesday. Cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I'm not really going to argue with her. Like, I, I feel like that's a fair assessment that there were at least two of them that are just like, why the fuck am I here, man? Like, I don't really like wrestling. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Can I just be at home right now? Yeah, I'd, I'd really prefer that. Um, can you just watch this at home? Can, I, can you watch this at home while I ignore it like I do every week? I just go, you'll grow out of it. <laughs> Joke's on you, lady. You really don't. <laughs> so that then now forever thing kind of is true. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, it's just the crowd sucks. Booker T is no longer entertaining, suck. It's just not good. And then, but he's in fairness. I, I I can't believe, uh, and and maybe this is the subject and not broach, but uh, the fact that he said something positive about. Uh, oh no, I guess he does like uh, what's his name, doesn't he? Uh, who is in the main event, Carmelo Hayes? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, in general, he is anti-black uh, <laughs> with a lot of his commentary. So he does not like the New Day. Uh, well, and I was... He does kind of get on... God, you may be honest with him. He does kind of get on Apollo Crews, too. Uh, yeah, he gets on Apollo Crews. Uh, I was a little bit... Who was it? Because uh, there was someone that uh, caught my attention that he was being positive about and I feel like it was one of the earlier uh matches. There was somebody, yes. Oh Wesley. He started yes. giving props to Wesley and I'm like, oh does Booker not hate all black wrestlers? <laughs> what? Well that's way was Wesley a white guy? Like what's going on here? It's such a weird thing because he's buddies with all these people. Like is that why he feels he has to do this? Like it's okay. You're not a bad guy. You're not a bad guy color commentator. So it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but he really, it, it is kind of interesting that he paints himself as the heel commentator. Even though Vic is generally just kind of there to actually do play-by-play. Mm -hmm. And every <laughs> once in a while he'll try to like get Booker T in on something. And Booker's over there, just him and hawing. Was it shucking and jiving? Or is that my wait? Am I supposed to say that? Whatever. Uh. So I don't. I don't know. He's just doing his own routine. Like, that's a better yeah. way of putting it. Yeah, he's, he's definitely his doing his own routine. routine. Going, and you're like, are you even involved? 
involved in this show? Like, uh, yeah, there there are times when it's just like, are you genuinely paying attention to this show or or no here? Oh man, but yeah, the the, the heelness was kind of weird because what was it? Oh. He, he a he's got to compliment uh, Roxanne Perez because you know she she went to his school, but then five seconds later he's making fun of Mako Satamore and she's like like I'm right here, dude. Like we were doing these segments together last week. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like he just goes, oh, I'm gonna I'm going to do what I'm going to do. <laughs> And somehow, I don't know if he's not being told. Like, no one's in his ear. He shut the earpieces off. If it's just there for the hell of it. I, it's amazing that it doesn't improve at all. And you may be able to argue it's gotten worse. So, yeah, I... So yeah, the he's he, thing, he, he's but, a mystery wrapped in a conundrum. <laughs> but there were some good things, though. The Creed's asking Damon Kemp to be their partner was so bizarre. And he's like, well, you want to get this thing back together? He's like, yeah, we're thinking we do. He's like, ah, no chance. And I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, am I going crazy here? <laughs> he just tried to get your brother kicked out of the out of NXT forever. He's like attacked. Rod- he attacked Roderick Strong, whatever hospital he's still in. <laughs> so, and then, and then it turns out it was a joke that. Wait, which Creed? Which which one's the, uh, the Brutus one? and Braun? Yeah, we're playing on Julius. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And it was actually like something like jocks would do too. That's all they are, all three of them. Yes. Big scary jocks. Yes, it definitely fits their personalities. Yeah, so he's like, you guys could save the most embarrassing moment of my life. I'm like, that's your most embarrassing moment, huh? Boy. You are very young, sir. Boy, you got a life ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) So there was that, and then... Something else. The Brooks and the Brooks, uh, Brooks Jensen, Josh Briggs thing. <laughs> All right. One, I don't like stereotypes. So like Jensen, like uh, Briggs going, you know, like, us men, we're simple. We don't know. Like I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. And I'm like, oh, but that's what he's supposed to say because he's a dumbass too. So I'm enjoying that. Um, I didn't like the match though, where he's distracted. Because he's thinking, like, are we really? <laughs> uh, yeah, oh. it, it it seems a little much to be that level of distracted. Right. But, okay, but, all right. So, think back. It's going to be a while. Because of our age. Um, think about what you were like with girls before you got laid. Let alone before you kissed a girl. Uh, you can't. It's um, been so long ago. Just going to say that that time period was a pretty short time period, and I didn't really worry about it that much, honestly. 
Yeah, Kevin started thinking of girls, and then he was like, well, time to throw the hammer down. There was no grace period. <laughs> girls? I, I, I've got to admit, yeah, it really was a, a fairly short time period. Because... No, mine wasn't. What? It, yeah, like, I, I don't think I... It, like, it took me a while. I don't think I dated anyone until I was 15. And... Yeah, it was sometime in the 16 year that uh, uh, the oh, good yeah. times started to roll after that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this guy's 21, hasn't kissed a girl. So just imagine. So I, I, I no, can I can't imagine. I, I beat him by five <laughs> years. Sorry. We just established you can't imagine that. Sorry. Um, so... God, I was trying to think. Like, it was like three years in between, like dating. Like, so many girls. Like, every time you go, like, I stop on myself. So, anyways. <laughs> so, Briggs, Briggs suggests the thing. And then he's like, just go talk to her or whatever. And they're like, we're buds, blah, blah, blah. So, I was like, okay, so good. That's yeah. a natural thing. I'm like, they're not going to break these guys up already. Damn. And then, you know, Mello and uh, uh, Tyler Bate. Wow, good match. What a surprise. <laughs> and so. Yeah, that was another one where I'm just going, and I think I was explaining that to the wife. I'm like, all these guys are so fucking good in the ring. Yeah, and I just don't know what they're doing with Mello and Tyler Bate, which is okay. Bate shouldn't be losing, he just shouldn't be. So, oh. had Mello beat him, I'm like, all right, if Mello's beating him, is he losing the Braun? And then going, or, like, I don't I don't know what the right play is here. You don't want a guy beating everyone on the way out. You know, I, I guess they're trying to establish his credibility, but does Mello need more credibility? <laughs> Not really. Yeah, so. Especially at a... Because does he have anything for... They did a pretty decent job of setting up Roadblock for TV this coming week, actually. Mm-hmm. I I thought they did a pretty solid job of that uh, during the show this yeah. week. Yeah, especially with, like, that's what's, like... I couldn't believe this was going to be on Roadblock. But since we're talking about setting it up, uh, Gigi Dolan comes out. And, oh boy. Uh- <laughs> They had Mandy Rose talking for her? Are you out of your mind? Uh, yeah, Mandy was always a little stiff. <laughs> in the in, in that department. Uh, it, I don't think she ever stumbled over her words, but she, she wasn't as smooth as Gigi. And that was one of those nice uh, sh- short and to the point uh, promos, too. Yeah. I guess you guys in real life. I don't, I don't know much about her, like in that way. But goddamn, oh. sure seemed sure seemed seem real to me. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that was that was crazy good, and it made me want to see what happens. And I'm guessing that's why they give it away at Roadblock because something's going to happen, so that they can do it again at Stand and Deliver. That's my that's my thought. I would think so. Yeah. I don't know if uh, it, it really could be as easy as J.C. Jane 
I don't know if she wants to resurrect uh, toxic attraction per se, but it would be kind of interesting if she gets two uh, two minions uh, by her side, and she kind of actually reboots things. Yeah, I I don't know. I like it, the world is their oyster in that department. Uh, so uh, I I feel like there's a lot of options that they can go with, and I have. N- no idea. Like it doesn't feel like they're tipping their hand at all about which direction they're going to go. Yeah, and that's fine. Yep. So, well, yeah. No, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised because I didn't know what to expect from the old Priscilla Kelly slash Gigi Dolan. And damn, she, I mean, she delivered. You know, JC Jane was fine. Uh, hers was too long, though. That was—I think—that's the problem. Hers was short and sweet, and that was it. And I liked how they, he, she came out to the toxic attraction music, and it said, "I never want to hear that again." <laughs> like, oh, all right. Cause I, I always hate. Like, even when, remember when Roman took the shield music? Oh, you're like really? Yeah. Really? So. Oh. Well, I and honestly, I would be okay if she decided to drop the rose bit. Okay, there is a reason for that. I did not watch the video of her explaining what it is, though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a reason she has... I think it has something to do with how beautiful and soft and velvety or something like that a rose is, but it's covered with thorns, just like her. So she's just, just like a rose. Oh, okay. It's like, okay, sure. well, they've never told us that. So, <laughs> yeah, you would think you'd be able to put that on TV at some point. So, uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> they haven't. Yeah, that was a great promo and uh, definitely one of the highlights of uh, NXT this week. Yeah, because sure. there wasn't anything um, else too uh, too wild. Uh, I honestly. I guess to speak about the women a little bit more, I have got to admit I am uh, confounded with the Electra Lopez situation I, at this point. I don't. Yeah, whatever. I have no idea. Uh, it, Honestly, I, I I I have been very vocal about my support of uh, Sol Ruka because of what the fuck is that? Um, as far as the uh, you know abilities go. I guess I expected a reboot from Electra Lopez, and it's been nothing of the sort. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, it, I, I think she would have benefited by going to the main, main roster and being around all the other women. I really do. I, I, I guess that's the other thing. Like, if you're not really going to have her, she hasn't wrestled that much on NXT itself. Like. If you're going to have her wrestle that little, why wasn't she on the main roster? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, Selena... No, it's not Selena. Yeah, Z- Zelina Vega. Oh, Zelina. I was oh, saying yeah. Selena. <laughs> Zelina Vega. No, yeah, that's fair. Um, 
they haven't really done anything with her and Legata del Fantasma at all. Like, and she just still feels like she doesn't fit in. It's just like, okay, yeah, we're all she of the same. We're we get it. We're the same ethnicity, but for some reason, you just don't fit in with this crew. Uh, and Electra Lopez does. So let's let, let's re swap here. The only person she's really fit in with is Andrade. That was like the perfect matchup, but they ruined that as soon as they, you know, they brought him up. So yeah, you know, but yeah, like I, I, it does the pairing doesn't work because, and this is not a slight on her; it's just the truth. Like um, Alexa Lopez doesn't have a huge personality; she barely said anything. She was there; she looked intimidating because she's not a small woman. Well, Zelina oh. Vega's the exact opposite. She's got a mouth on her. It's a compliment. She doesn't have the big stature that uh, Lopez does. So it, it doesn't work. Like, to have Santos Escobar, who can talk like crazy, have that stoic person next to him, even if it's a woman, kind of amplifies him talking. Where yeah. him talking and then Zelina Vega being there going, when's she going to start talking? Like, <laughs> so it's almost yeah. as like stealing like stealing the thunder sort of thing. I don't know. But yeah, it, it, it doesn't it, work. Yeah, it always seems like a weird situation. Like you said, like, it's just like, why is she, it, she's supposed to be a mouthpiece, but she doesn't need to be a mouthpiece. So why is she there? You know, and she yeah. hasn't even really interfered I, I in their matches at all either. Uh, yeah, you know what? No, she, I, I, I think she has that. a little bit, but for the most part, it's not. They haven't been on TV consistently enough to interfere in matches either, really. <laughs> that's very true. That is very true. <laughs> so, and that, that's why I keep saying we're coming up in a couple weeks. It's the Triple H show. And he can reset everything after WrestleMania. So, yeah. You know, if if he if he so chooses, of course. Yeah. The, which I think some some of it is in order. So. <laughs> yeah the, the 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 deadline the arbitrary deadline that we set long ago is uh, is nigh upon us here uh, with yep. uh, WrestleMania being just over a month away. Yeah. And I I, I just think. Yeah, just think it's it's the right time because they can reset everything. So, I mean, I guess we'll see, of course. So, uh, anything else to touch on at NXT before talking about beer? No, but the, I can't wait to talk about this beer because it was damn good. I wish I had another one of these. <laughs> it's, it's, it's clearly one you sent me. Um, sure. Uh, it is from Hoofhearted Brewing. Oh, yes. Um, this is a party at Steve Gutenberg's house. <laughs> this shit was fantastic. For a double IPA, this went down quick, which is why I started swearing more as the show went on. Because if you notice, I was pretty under control. So, <laughs> I could not, the first, the smell was great. The first sip, I was like, uh-oh. And, yeah, this is really good. 
I don't uh, know if this is like a special one-off or not, but damn, this is good. No, it is not, and uh, I still have a couple here at the house, and I have not tried it yet. It's good. So, I... Uh, I don't usually like double IPAs, and it's smooth. Real smooth. Oh, I... Not a syrupy flavor like most of them. Yeah, I do like that syrupy uh, flavor that comes with most double IPAs. <laughs> So, uh, I, I, but the, yeah, who farted in general is, uh, is very, very tasty. Yeah, I decided to, uh, pull out, uh, one of my favorite beers from this past year. It is from, uh, Scarlet Lane Brewing in Indianapolis, Indiana, Slasher 3. It is their, uh, it's a pumpkin seed ale with lactose, caramel, and cinnamon, it is uh, an interesting take on a uh, pumpkin beer. It is not uh, is over the top with the uh, with the pumpkin flavor as some some beers are. Uh, so I yeah I really dig it. It ha- actually kind of has a nice uh, almost Oktoberfest uh, kind of feel to it with a little bit of spice. And the spices are not overdone. Uh, so yeah, if you uh, happen to be in Indianapolis or I believe their original brewery is in McCordsville, uh, Indiana. Uh, go ahead and uh, check them out. Uh, they have some uh, very fantastic beers, uh, should you be out that way. So uh, that is the uh, suggestion from Matt DeFrango11. His suggestion was from Matt Granny Mays. The brand is at Stunt Granny. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Download us at any number of locations, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher. Have a good night, grandkids. Let it go.